Welcome to the latest podcast in the Workplace series from the People Mentor, Nicola Richardson. Hi, welcome to the latest podcast from Nicola at the People Mentor. Today, I'm interviewing Taz Thorne, whose business is motivational speaker, award-winning coach and founder of Unleash Your Awesome. Welcome, Taz. Hi, Nicola. Thanks for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to this interview. I can't tell you how much. So um, thank you for agreeing to take part. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm looking forward to it too. Great. So tell us a bit about your businesses first. Um, do they all come under one umbrella? Um, so what, does it, what is it they cover you know, in a bit more detail? And how long have they been going? Yeah, it's just the one business. It's all under my name. Um, right. They've been going... I've been operating under my own name since about 2014 or 2015, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I did that is because my background is very much in corporate. And even when I left corporate, I was running businesses with, with my wife. We relaunched her business into Turquoise Tiger. I got my um, spiritual empowerment business going, Fire Child Shamanism, which is still there in the background. Mm. But I recognized that, I wasn't showing the world Taz and it was Taz who needed the voice. It was Taz's voice that needed to be out there and inspiring people. So because part of my past and part of what drives me is having been absolutely at rock bottom, I knew it would be very, very easy to hide. So if I allowed myself to, so that, right, I'm going to strip away any business names and I'm just going to go out there as brands Taz. So since 2015 brands Taz, has been out there doing one-to-one coaching, uh, very often business coaching, looking at things like visibility, how you get your message out there, how you build your client base, how you get the right packages, how you get to a point where you don't need to pitch and the business comes to you. I do a lot of that. Mm -hmm. I also work with people on an individual basis with lots of empowerment stuff, getting back to the truth of who they are. Sometimes I do crazy things like fire walking because I'm trained in that too. I run spiritual empowerment retreats. But when I'm not doing that, when I'm not training businesses or individuals, I'm doing speaker training as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm also, I'm a motivational speaker, uh, usually for businesses. Again, I've spoken all over the globe and continue to do so. And I run speaker training retreats, which won an award last year. And they're called the heart of speaking because I found there are a lot of people now who think they're being trained as speakers and they're actually being trained as Stepford speakers. And there's, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, worse, there's nothing worse for me. We will have all seen a speaker and they get out on the stage and they pause. Yep. And they survey the audience and they speak in a particular way in order to get the attention of their audience. And it just doesn't feel right. It feels robotic. You can be over-practiced over rehearsed and I think it's destroying our ability to connect with our audience as speakers so I started running those retreats and they won an award so that's a part of my business Mm. when I'm not doing training or speaking or coaching then I'm writing books that's what I do all under Taz you sound so busy and I like the fact that it's Taz because that you know immediately you know who you're getting don't you and 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 that's so easy to remember then really yeah absolutely I think anyone who's been to a networking event you you, sometimes somebody will stand up and they'll say something along the lines of 
Hello, I'm Jeff Smith from a company called Blah. Why do you, you don't need to say from a company called Blah, Blah, Blah. Even when I was running a, my own business under a different name, when I was working with Asher on Turquoise Tiger, it would be, hi, I'm Taz from Turquoise Tiger. This is how I can help you. Mm. Yeah. You've got to stop hiding behind our brands because people buy people. I mean, you're the people mentor. You know this. People yeah. buy people. It's such an old cliche. But it's absolutely true. Nobody cares how long you've been in business. Nobody really cares what your business name is. Nobody really cares what degrees and certificates you've got hanging on your wall. Far People from care it. about whether you can help them. Whatever anybody is buying at any time, they are always, only ever buying a transformation. That's and it, right. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's a lipstick or if it's a speaker training retreat or if it's a car. People are buying the transformation. They want to go from how they feel now to how they want to feel or display or be. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yeah. They want a transformation. Can you do that? Mm. And if not, bugger off and let me speak to somebody who can. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, you're right. It is. I, I, I hadn't really thought about this transformation bit. So that, that's quite a useful tip there for me. So thank you for that. Yeah, certainly. In the way that people market themselves, in the way that people put themselves out there it's all about the transformation you think about some of the best tv ads that that you watch if you if, you've, if mm. you don't always forward wine through them i always do <laughs> the ones that actually grab your attention they're taking you on a story that's why storytelling has become so important because it takes people on a journey mm. think about the ones that tug on our heartstrings think about things like the rspca ads mm. you see the tiny starving little kitten being picked up from a pile of you know, rubbish bins and, and old discarded trash. And then you see it being cuddled and healthy and clean by a loving owner. Mm. That's what makes you give. It's the transformation. It's that journey. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah. The golf adverts as well. You remember when they, they took people through the journey of the old golf through to the new golf? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's how it makes you feel. The Aldi ads. Aldi ads are amazing. They're so low budget. That yeah. makes you feel good. It's yeah. a that's a transformation too, because it gets, it makes you think that I can still enjoy this stuff. I don't need to throw all this money over there. I can do this and still feel good and still enjoy it. Mm. It's all about the enjoyment mm. and the change and the transformation every time. Mm. Really good points there. Thank you for that, Taz. You're welcome. What made you start your business? Oh, now that's the big question. How long have <laughs> <we> got? <laughs> Okay, not I'm not, <laughs> I will not shell this because if you look for me on social media or go to my website or read Unleash Your Awesome, it will take you through the entire story. Mm -hmm. But in a nutshell, I went through some pretty nasty situations in an abusive relationship many years back. I felt absolutely trapped. I tried to escape from life and ended up breaking my back. I walked away from that. I ended up with depression, anxiety, stress, got to the top of the corporate tree, everything looked perfect on paper. You know, I had the beautiful wife, the nice house, the car, the bonus checks. Imagine self-employed people looking at that now, bonus checks, my goodness. <laughs> and I still wasn't happy. Ultimately, I had a breakdown. And I absolutely believe that was my breakthrough because it got, it, it cracked me open so much that all the stuff that wasn't filling me up, all the stuff that I was living for that was really all ego based and materialism based mm. didn't matter 
anymore. And I got back to the truth of who I was. And the truth of who I was is it's somebody who thrives on helping and inspiring other people. So I decided that I wanted to launch my business in a way that I could carve out a career helping and inspiring as many people as I possibly could to be true to themselves and to find that well of potential and possibility that we all have. That's at the heart of Unleash Your Awesome. Mm -hmm. And the thing that really made me go for it more than anything else was I remember sitting in my doctor's waiting room, in my doctor's surgery, sorry, not the waiting room, when I was talking about the dark times I was going through. And it was just before he put me on antidepressants for the first time. Hmm. And he said, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I, I want to, I've got this dream of having a business where I can, I can, I can heal people and help people and coach them and help them to realize how amazing they are. And he said, oh, you'll never make a business doing that. You'll never be able to forge a career in that way. You'll never be able to earn enough. Oh. Right. I'm doing that then. Yeah. So that, that really drives me times when people have said, I can't do something. Oh, you'll never be able to publish a book without self-publishing tasks. Actually, I now have a publisher in the UK and one in the US and I have more books on the way and another publisher chasing wow. me. So I'm doing that. You'll never be able to be a professional speaker. Says. I'm signed to two speaking agencies. Yesterday I was speaking for Royal Bank of Scotland for the second time. I've spoken on stages all over the world. And I say this not to boast, but just to say anybody listening to this, hmm. if somebody tells you you can't do something, what they mean is they don't think they would be able to do it. Yeah. If you want to do something... You get out there and you keep doing it until you've proved to yourself that you can. Because yeah. if you walk away from something before you've tried everything, that's not failing. That's quitting. Yes. And I don't do that. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. I think it is about persevering um, and looking at how you can make it happen. That's a really, yeah. That is a really powerful story. Thank you for sharing that. I really... You are more than, more than welcome. It's, yeah. it's so important. It really is. We need to know... People talk about needing to know your why a lot. And sometimes mm. I think that's a great book. Simon Sinek wrote a beautiful book there. And, you know, the, the, the whole power of why movement is brilliant. Mm. But I've coached so many people who've got really caught up because they don't know what their why is. And they mm. throw thousands of pounds at personal development. And they sit and they lie their way through workshops saying, yes, I know my why. Mm -hmm. And eventually they knock at my door and say, Taz, I don't know what to do. I don't know what my why is. Mm. you don't need to always have a massive why the second we start calling it a why we trip ourselves up and it's almost become the kind of naughties version of, of waving a file of facts in the 80s oh do you know what your <laughs> why is this is my why what's your why my why is bigger than your why <laughs> if you don't know what your big why is just find something that fills you up and start there then another thing that fills you up and sometimes your little whys get to a big why so that's why i don't use the word why i use the word mission because for me you know that breakdown i spoke about a few minutes ago yes. the realization that all the stuff i've been through could help other people that's my mission to help more and more and more that's why i get all these media opportunities that's why i'm so big on visibility because we can't help people if they don't know that we exist that's right and we've really got to get over ourselves and stop being worried about other people thinking we're fame seeking or that, or that we're in ego or all this rubbish we need to know why we're doing it create a really powerful picture of where we want to get to and then reverse engineer the hell of it and keep out of it and keep walking towards it. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Uh, you know, that really got me thinking because 
that why and everybody going on about it, <laughs> it I don't know what my real why is but what I do know is that I am fulfilled by helping others um, grow their business grow their charity yeah. uh, make it so that it works better for them yeah um, and I was reading The Busyness Delusion by Chris Gardner and mm -hmm. it was, that was really helpful because it talks about fulfillment. And I'm like, well, that's, that's why I do the things I do. I don't, it's not one big thing. It's lots of little things that make the difference to how I feel. But then, so, you, have to, then you have to drill a bit deeper and say, well, why does that matter to you, Nicola? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's probably the work I need to do. Yeah. Um, but I, I just love making a difference for people and it's just yeah. my motivator absolutely um, but if you're brave enough to then look at that and drill that even if you don't go public with it at this point but even if you just sit and go well why is that important to me and you can usually go back yeah. to something that's happened in your own life that that is well i went through that and i know how i felt and i know the power in it once i was able to flip it i know the 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 potential in that once i was able to find the teaching in that rather than just wallowing in the when yeah. I saw the negativity of it for instance and then you can get a really powerful driver and that driver can become your mission which is really a different yeah. way of saying why if your motivation is is helping all those people and you picked up on business and charity sectors yeah get out there and do it get out yeah. there and do it and do you know what I think I think that really actually there are two things that stand out to me now you've now you've you've really set my brain going <laughs> and um, one was when I was in the second year of secondary school and I was bullied and sent to Coventry and that will always stay with me yeah. and I had this thing about leaving people out uh, making people feel they're not wanted etc and that is one of the things that drives me about teamwork is yeah. making sure everybody's included everybody's got a voice and it goes back to that definitely and then yeah and then the other thing is when I was first started working in the public sector yeah. I was kind of written off they said yeah. oh she's not going to go far etc etc she's no good and then one day a manager went off sick and I ended up having to organize a move and they went oh she can do it and it was like yeah. I actually want to show that other people are capable because we write so many people off and yet they have so many skills that are untapped into and it drives me crackers, I have so to say. So look at that, in terms of the message you put out there, yeah. how powerful, and I'm deliberately leaving a gap there because there's a difference between powerful, having power over something, mm. and being filled with power, power mm. hyphen full. How mm. powerful are those two stories? Yeah. They are far more powerful than anything else you could put out there. You start talking about that, about your drivers, about how you discovered that so mm. many people are being written off and how so many businesses are actually losing out on all kinds of profitability yeah. and uh, productivity because they're not seeing the potential in their teams. You've been mm. through it and that's what drives you and that's why you want to make the working mm. environment a better place. Mm. Well, there you go. Thanks for that, Taz. You're welcome. There's your why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you for that. Okay, so now I'm, I'm interested in NLP. What is NLP exactly? Um, and how does that help your business? NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming. Right. So it's a set of tools that help us look at the way our minds work, at the language we work, at the programming we all fall into without recognizing it 
-hmm. Now, I use NLP quite a bit in my work, but I am not an NLP nerd. Um, (laughs) I love it, but you find so many people now who they operate everything from a core base of NLP. For me, the second somebody says to you, oh, I'm an NLPer, back Mm. away slowly. Yeah. Because sometimes you get people who go so far into NLP that they can't just say, do you fancy coming in for a pint? They'll have <laughs> to create a scenario with, with, with lots, of, lots of little NLP tools and techniques and tricks so that they, they, they create a sentence where you have presupposed that you're going for a pint with them. Just ask me for a pint. Yeah. You NLP <laughs> me into coming for a pint. You know? So when I, when I trained in NLP, it gave me a really useful set of tools. And, oh, I've got, um, you, you can't see this because obviously it's audio, but I'm sitting here with my hands doing the depth of the folders and files that I've got on NLP. <laughs> I trained with an amazing guy called John Cassidy Rice, who's one of the most heart-based NLP trainers I've, I've ever worked with. That's why I decided to work with him because there's a lot of people using NLP to just kind of try and manipulate people and yeah. um, trick people into spending money they haven't got and you see, actually, I'm, I'm ashamed to say it, but a lot of people in the coaching world are using it to extract money from people and to get people into a fear-based um, uh, corner so that they buy more from them. And NLP is getting a bad name, but NLP used properly is beautiful, is elegant. And for things like building confidence and letting go of limiting beliefs, Mm. and getting people to look back and work out why it is something has the 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 impact that it still carries with them today why they behave in a certain way look at some of the rituals we all go through Mm. it's beautiful but Mm. if you notice somebody doing nlp Mm. on you they're doing it badly (laughs) so what i do is i blend it with all my other skills you know i spent 10 years working with shamans and medicine people and i can see some of the modern day NLP practices, I can look at some of those old, old tribal skills and say, well, actually that's the same thing, but we've given it a long name and charged lots, charged lots of money to learn about it. Yeah. And I blend, in some cultures they would call a shaman a walker between the worlds because they would say they had a foot in the world of the living and a foot in the world of, the, in the world of spirit. Mm. We often say I'm a bit of a walker between the worlds because I do that with left brain and right brain. Mm -hmm. I've been right at the top of the corporate tree. I was UK director for what at the time was one of the world's biggest multinational publishing companies. Mm -hmm. I've done all the kind of um, left brain training, everything through through from, I I count the NLP there, through to things like conflict management and team building Mm -hmm. um, and team cohesion, right through to some of the the stuff that some people would call more woo. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I've done energy work, I've done Reiki and all this work with, shamans um medicine people and of course training with the same team that trained tony robbins to do fire walking glass walking extreme empowerment Mm. and i bring them all together because i think one of the things we lose particularly in business is we identify as either left brain or right brain Mm. we are either i need to see this to believe it or it doesn't exist Mm. and it needs to be science-based and there needs to be several 75 gazillion double blind trials for me to consider it yeah. Or you go to the other end of the spectrum and it's, I can't get out of bed without pulling an angel card. You know? <laughs> Real extremes. And we identify as one or the other. But in the middle, if we just climb down off our purpose-built ivory towers for a moment and recognize that all things are energy, and if we blend some of the left brain 
and the right brain that's where the magic happens yeah exactly and i swear that's why i'm able to create such transformation for my clients because i don't stick to a rule book it's not oh today i'm going to use this nlp technique or today i'm going to do some chakra balancing or today i'm going to just do some 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 spoken voice healing what you mean coaching (laughs) (laughs) it's just what does that client need when do they need it now get on with it Mm. again it doesn't matter what his package does it's the transformation Mm. simple yeah you're so right and i think i think from going into businesses we're losing creativity because mm. we're not combining the two together yes and and to me that's really really sad because and today i've had an interesting conversation with somebody and uh they don't feel listened to they've got some ideas and we have senior leaders who often come up with the ideas but don't actually involve the rest of the teams and yeah. and use the ideas and like you're saying it's using all of these tools to get the best for the individual yeah. and the business but it's hard to map isn't it you know you say to you say to a company director well what's the roi on create on creativity what's yeah. the roi on enabling your team to feel really really listened to and heard mm. what's the roi on compassion mm. it's a difficult one and and because people are so set in having black and white evidence yeah um they miss out on the real real possibilities that you could achieve yeah well here's the thing if you're insisting on black and white you're going to have either black or white profits you're going to be in profit or you're going to be bankrupt your mm. choice or we can look at that gray area we can mm. find the whole rainbow and actually start to build our profits in in a good clean safe sensible way through working with our people to enable them to be their best to love coming to work to cut sickness to mm. cut ab- absenteeism and actually to cut the amount of people who are coming into work when they shouldn't be because that's yeah. an issue too yes build a happy listened to cared for cohesive workforce and your profits will build and you can't always plot that into uh, black or white no exactly and i love the thought of the rainbow i like that description so there you go (laughs) so okay so moving on what three key tips do you think you would give to a business starting off to help them know why you're doing it what you want to achieve Mm mm-hmm Make sure it's something that absolutely fills you up. When, when people are asking me to coach them, mm. I will not work with somebody if they are not yet doing the right business. If it's a business coaching session, if somebody's coming to me for help with, say, personal brand, mm. I won't start working with somebody on building their personal brand if they're not doing the business that is aligned with the truth of who they are. Mm-hmm. Because there's no point trying to build a brand that's based on nonsense or based on just wanting to earn some cash with no heart in it. There needs mm. to be heart. I see so many people in business now and they're trying to build castles on cardboard foundations. They've just thought that could bring me some money, but they don't care about it. They don't understand it enough. They haven't developed themselves enough. And I know that they're going to be either bored in a year or more likely disillusioned because if you don't believe in the idea that you have, you can't expect clients to believe in you either. Because I know that's unseen and it's a bit woo-woo again, but people will pick up on your energy. That's that gray area. That's in that rainbow Mm -hmm. between the black and the white. So 
make sure that whatever it is you're doing, if you're starting your own business, if you're taking the leap out of employment where you've at least got a confirmed salary coming in each month, mm. well, until company goes upside down you know yeah if you're stepping out of that level of stability into something where there are going to be peaks and troughs and some months at first you're going to wonder where the money's coming from you at least better enjoy it if you can't enjoy the journey you might as well give up now so that's my first biggie is you've got to be doing it for a reason and you've got to believe in it Mm. I think you're so right because as well if you don't believe in it and you, you won't talk about it passionately, will you? Yeah. You, you? You won't really elude that confidence. It's something that, that you, it means something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's, and it doesn't matter if it's working for somebody else, if it's buying into a franchise or buying into network marketing, whatever it happens to be for you, it's got to be something that really, really aligns with the core of who mm. you are. Exactly. And that's point two, actually. If you don't know if it aligns with the core of who you are, then before you jump into that world, do some work on yourself so that you can make sure you're doing the right thing. Make sure that if you're starting your own business, you've got to be able to take some hits on the chin. You've got to be able to take a few bops on the nose. Um, I hear a lot of people talking about Marmite and they describe it as, as if it's a bad thing if somebody's Marmite. Well, I don't know about you. I wouldn't mind being 50p behind Marmite of profits. What they've done with their marketing is amazing but you've you've got to believe in what it is you're doing and have worked on yourself enough that you are able to get out there and talk about what you believe in and your products and your services and not be too afraid to rock the boat because you will have people who judge you will have people who just don't want what you offer you will have people who for whatever reason don't like you Mm. so you've got to be strong enough to be able to take that too you've got to be able to plant your feet and say well this is me and I can learn from everything around me, but mm. not everybody's going to want what I have to sell. You know? that, yeah, I think you're right. I think that is a, a real lesson that comes. Um, so yesterday I put a, uh, or day before yesterday rather, I put a vision um, video on. Yep. And uh, I had a couple of comments where they clearly disagreed with me. Yep. Um, but hey, I do believe you need to be able to have a vision of where you're going, what it looks like. It may change over time, yeah. but you, it is a living vision, but you really need to know where you're heading. And if you're an employer, you need to paint that picture to your team because if they don't know it, how the hell can they help you get there? Absolutely. I, I see a lot of people going into business and they're so afraid of rocking the boat that they, they kind of make themselves beige. We're doing a lot of colour analogies today, Nicola, yeah, aren't we? we are. The, the thing yeah. about beige is nobody really hates beige. It's, it's not going to rock the boat much, but it's nobody's favourite colour either. Mm. And you're better to be somebody's favourite colour. In terms of marketing, one of the most powerful things you can do is actually create a schism because then you get everybody talking and then all eyeballs are on you. And again, back to Marmite, I hate Marmite. My yeah. wife loves it. I hate Marmite. But I wrote a medium article about it not too long back. I love their marketing. I hate the product. Yeah. But I love what they're doing with their marketing. They really flip their negatives. They've made millions of pounds out of saying that some people hate us. Yeah. And that's amazing. So imagine if you can get to that point. If you can be so sure in yourself mm. and plant your feet so firmly that actually people who don't necessarily like your product can like you and like the way you do business and become a supporter 
Mm. And spreading the spread the word for you without ever buying from you. That's really powerful, isn't it? Yeah, that is that that is a that is a brilliant tip actually because we do have a tendency I think to try and stay neutral and it's not the way to be and that's something I'm really starting to learn now yeah so yeah yeah Yeah. and and it's giving people that confidence to feel that they can be be like that and I think you know like with you I've I've done workshop with you etc it starts to come from people saying it's okay to be like that you know what's wrong with not being passionate and and saying what you really think yeah Yeah. if somebody disagrees so what that's where a conversation starts and business is business comes from conversations doesn't Mm. it yeah my my third tip would be show up yeah show up it doesn't matter whether we're talking about energetically or face-to-face networking or events Mm. or social media show Mm. up show up consistently show up regularly let people see you keep showing up you cannot be a secret and a success at the same time as somebody once said to me and you know all the time you're wearing that that safety cloak of invisibility again people can't buy from you if they can't see you Mm. and regardless of whether you think you're the best Mm. and that's absolutely subjective by the way Mm. you still need to be showing up if you don't show up consistently there's no point in you then getting pissed off if somebody's going to your competitor down the road who's on LinkedIn and Facebook every day, even if, they're, even if they have a substandard product in your view. Hmm. People are going to go to the products where they can see them and they can buy them and they understand what's going on and the ethos of that company. So exactly. show up, show yeah. up, show up. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's a bit like the, the, the scenario of you go to buy something and they make it extremely difficult for you to buy. You yeah. might go to the website, you can't find any way to contact them or to yeah. click the link and, and you get frustrated. So like you say, you go to, you'll go to a competitor because that's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so to- totally agree. So leading into that, mm-hmm. um, how do you as a business owner get to stand out from the cl- crowd? And that's a lot to answer probably in a short <laughs> period of time. <laughs> Darling, I'm a pink-haired lesbian shamanic business coach. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't noticed. (laughs) Joking aside, though, it is about that showing up. So once you've got your brand on track, stick to it. Some of the most simple things we can do are making sure that we always use the same brand colours in all our marketing that we're putting out there. We always use the same fonts. Mm make sure that you are visible because if we're talking social media for instance Mm. it comes back to that beautiful Maya Angelou quote and I'm I'm paraphrasing but she essentially said that people will forget all kinds of things about you but they'll always remember the way you make them feel Mm. now we are bombarded with information these days it's the age of information overload it's wonderful because we can all put our stuff out there but the flip side is that everybody's being overloaded with information people are having posts and content and comments thrown at them we're bombarded with stuff Mm. so you've got to educate people to look out for your posts so you've got to make sure that you're writing the stuff that people want to hear i mean we were talking about a little bit about this off air before we went live today weren't we about making sure that you are displaying what you do through your content show your expertise don't just keep pushing your products and services out there show the world who you are help people inspire people entertain you know, educate, yep. all of that good stuff. 
definitely. So let's say that somebody sees one of your posts, so one of your posts maybe goes viral. Mm. People might read that and go, oh, that's really made me feel something. That's really made me think. Mm. But then you need to educate them so that when they're scrolling through that feed, they stop when they get to yours and read it again. So yeah. whatever that first one is that they've seen, you've got to make sure that it's got your colours, it's got your, 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 your brand, it's got your fonts, it's got your image, mm. but it's absolutely you. So that the next time they're scrolling, they see those colours and the, that blur as it goes past the screen and they stop. Mm. Now, if it's something like LinkedIn, where at the minute algorithms change all the time. So the yeah. way that social media channels decide which pieces of content to share to more people, they change all the time. But at the minute, I know LinkedIn isn't that keen on static images. No. So, yeah, so if you put videos out there, create a title screen that's got your colours and fonts, and every time you do that, have your colours and fonts on it. You can't do much to change your font on LinkedIn. There is, there is an external app you can use, actually, called, I think it's Yarfont, where you can cut and paste font in different styles and then paste it in and it will retain it. But right. you, don't, you, still don't, you still can't put your own colours and fonts in there. There's a limited number to choose from. Yeah. So what, you can, what can you do to stand out on something like LinkedIn? I've got little emojis in my name that, that tie into what I do. I think there's, there's a ball of flames, there's um, a microphone from a speaking, and there's a little target board. And every now and then, some starchy old git will say, Ooh, you have emojis in your name, this is LinkedIn, not Facebook. <laughs> yes, and you've just stopped and taken the time to comment on my thread about it. Thank you for boosting my algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do, things to, do things to stand out and get noticed. Yeah. Keep it real. Make sure your brand is consistent. Those fonts and those colours are on your your yeah. banners on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Insta, Snapchat, everywhere. Mm. Use it. And I think that was one of the lessons that you taught me. Um, I saw you at a four N, and actually, you you said said something around the branding and using the same colours and things. So I immediately went and did it. So there you go. And it, has it made a difference? Yeah, I think it has definitely. Yeah. Everyone yeah, can recognise. Yeah, yeah, look at you now. You've got, oh, you've got your own podcast and everything. <laughs> People look out for it. Yeah, I, I love doing podcasts. And that's because you get to know a person by, I love the interviews best. And um, um, what I think with my, with my other podcasts, one of the lessons I've learned is that I need to start adding some of my stories in because Definitely. stories are what make the difference. Yeah. Uh, and other things that drive me, as you quite rightly say. Absolutely. So, yeah. And then you need to spin out that content in different ways. Yeah. So each one of these, these um, podcasts, this will be one of the things that we'll teach in, in our Unleashed group later on, the group of coaches, therapists, <laughs> healers to help them with marketing, visibility, branding. You know, you're in it. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> but one of the things we'll be teaching there is, is pillar content. And it's one of the things Gary Vee talks about too. So mm. for instance, when you do these podcasts, how, how regularly do you do them, Nicola? Um, every week. Right. So every, every week you do one of these podcasts. Then yeah. you send it off to rev.com and you get it transcribed. Yeah. So then you, can, you could set up a little video with captions, just with a static image, but with captions going across for people who are hearing, in, uh, uh, hearing impaired. Mm. So you could do that. You could, from that transcript, you can pull out little quotes from it and you can use those in memes or in other social comments. You can pull out little snippets from it. You could run the whole transcript as a, as a blog or as a, a Medium article. Mm. One Gosh. of these, you know, think about it. Just one of these podcasts. When you've got, if you get a transcript of this, yeah. there's going to be so many little gems that you could pull out and that would populate your social media for a whole month. 
Yeah. So if people worry about where they're going to get content from. Well, A, life gives you content every day. It's just about mm. training yourself to look at it in a different way. Or B, just commit to doing at least one big piece of content every month, whether it's a video, whether it's a blog, whether it's something on audio, and then mm. repurpose lots of bits of content from it. There Great. you go. Great tips there. Well, thanks for that, Taz. You're welcome. <laughs> I should be doing that now. Thank you. <laughs> Watch out, everybody. So, um, so moving on. Oh, God, I feel like I, I've got so many things buzzing in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Now I've lost I'll the plot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how did you start as a speaker, and what is your most memorable occasion as a speaker? So, two questions in one. So, I like to get my money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am good value. Um, <laughs> when did I start as a? We see that that's that's a tricky one because when did I start as a speaker? I've done lots of speaking for years because when mm. I was in corporate and working for other people, I was speaking then, but it wasn't with my own script. So, the first time I remember standing on a big stage as a speaker was when I was group editor over a series of, of healthcare magazines. And about a week out from the event, we used to run these big black tie awards dues up in London on Park Lane. Hmm. Um, and about a week out, I was told that I was going to be co-hosting this event with the Celebrity Compare. Hmm. And I had to write the script and stick to the script. And, get it. and I, I did it. I climbed up on that stage. I've got much longer hair then. I'd got it all piled up in this big posh do I'd got an evening dress on with a slit up the leg I'd got high heels there was a lot less tans then than there is now <laughs> and, and I managed it but I made every rookie error in the book you know I, I sped up too much and then I left too many pauses hmm. and then I slowed down and then I'd speed up again hmm. and it was before the internet was just kind of coming in then but it wasn't the the the, the tool that everybody has on their desktops as it is now so somebody streamed the video and I got to watch it back <laughs> and I cringed watching it, but mm. it was the best training ground ever because I could pick up on everything that I did wrong in inverted commas mm. and improve on it. Mm. So when it got to the point where I was going to start speaking on my own for, with my own message, the first thing I did was make sure that a, I would only ever speak about topics that I knew inside out and really cared about mm. and B, I was going to be comfy. So, you know, no more evening dresses. If you see me speaking now, I'll have jeans and a t-shirt and trainers or bright pink sparkly DMs. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. absolutely me. And I'm in my comfort zone. How did I start speaking under brand Taz? Well, at first, because I was transitioning from working with Ash on Turquoise Tiger into my own brand, because the idea was that we'd work together until I'd built my own business up enough to, to kind of tip. And that happened about five years earlier than than we thought it was so there was a while where I was kind of straddling both mm. um and I was doing a, a lot of delivery we both were actually doing a lot of delivery for for organizations and businesses who wanted training and tips on social media visibility brand personal brand message that kind of stuff so mm. I started speaking then and then from there of course more of me started to come out and the first proper motivational speaking gig I had I had to really push myself into this might have filled the memorable one as well actually <laughs> I knew that I needed a platform mm. and I was pretty sure that I could be a bloody good motivational speaker I was comfortable in my own skin enough now I'd done that video that went viral mm. and we can talk about that in a minute if there's time if you'd like to about yeah. how you can really harness social media yeah 
and I knew somebody who was running a business exhibition not too far away from me and it was going to be a big business exhibition mm. she'd been on one of my training programs years ago and mm. I thought do I dare do I dare so yeah of course you can go for it Taz if you can if you can go and interview Stephen Fry and ask him to give you a testimonial you can do this mm. so I dropped her a line I met her for coffee and we sat chatting and as we were talking she happened to mention that she dropped the name of quite a well-known motivational speaker she wanted and that they'd tried to get in touch but they couldn't afford this motivational speaker's fee because they'd ploughed so much into the exhibition right thought, well you know I could do that and I could do it for a a much lesser fee and she said could you really she said yeah I could do that that's what I do I've been speaking for for years mm. and I had been speaking for years just not as a motivational yeah. speaker I'd been motivating people but not actually in that role you know mm. and she said well we've got actually what I don't want to tell you is we've got no budget left <laughs> I said okay then how can we negotiate so I ended up speaking in exchange for two bit two stands at this exhibition one for me and one for asher with turquoise tiger yeah and i ended up doing motivational speaking being that be the headline keynote speaker and delivering a series of make it happen mini workshops there mm-hmm. and i was so nervous i remember they started playing my music i always welcome to pink by aerosmith surprisingly <laughs> And the music was pumping and I was thinking, oh my God, I hope enough people show up. Please let people show up. And just before I went in, there was this flurry and all these staff members started running around and buzzing. I was like, what's going on? What's going on? And it turns out that I'd had so many people piling in for my talk that they'd had to go and find more chairs from storage. Uh. And, and that was it. And it wasn't, it, I'm, I kicked myself even to this day because it wasn't filmed. There were a couple of picture of little you know smartphone yeah. pictures that were taken but it wasn't filmed but that was where it all started and I got reviews in the local media on the back of it I got other gigs on the back of it I got invited back and that's where it all started so that's one of the most memorable ones because I was mm. brave enough to take a punt and it worked mm. but the other one I would say was most memorable is only I think it was last year when I was invited over to, to be the keynote speaker for um it was a tourism organization in sicily mm. and the reason it's memorable is not because it was overseas but because it was the first time i'd spoken where it was live translation mm. and that was such a lot to get my head around because oh, sure. I, yeah i feed a lot from the audience yeah. and of course there's a delay before mm. they respond because they're all listening through headsets wow so that was a real real learning curve and I think about a week later I was in Milan doing one with live translation there as well so I really cut my teeth very very quickly yeah quite different isn't it because it's it's a bit like when you do a webinar mm-hmm. and and you have a you have a break before they respond if you do something in the chat box or whatever it, and that, yeah. it's really difficult to yeah. cope with really yeah. Yeah. a great experience but actually remember seeing you at Springfields and it was a a really good event yeah that was run but there was yeah. hardly any footfall in that one I don't know if it was the same one yeah. um and I went in with my daughter and you made me cry I always remember that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go so yeah. <laughs> yeah and and I think that's when I start that's really I think when my business really started forming in my head properly so really? enough there you go so yeah. 
that's another but, important point actually as a speaker that every now and then you're going to turn up to speak somewhere yeah. and there won't be that much of a crowd particularly when you're first starting out mm. and my attitude to that is I always treat every gig as if I'm in an auditorium full of thousands of people mm. you've, got to de- you've got to deliver don't ever think you're only turning up, at, up somewhere because of the crowd it's rarely a reflection on you so just get up and even if you've got, if you're in a room with two people you rock that room yeah give yeah. it your all always yeah that that's really useful as well so thank you for sharing that Taz I really appreciate you're it welcome. so and you take me back to that memory so there you go <laughs> so um I'm gonna move on to um has anything ever gone wrong in your business? And I hate the word wrong, really. But, um, and if it did, how did you salvage it? Yes, I was talking about this yesterday. And actually, we can tie in what I was saying about that, um, that, that video. Yeah. This was the biggest mistake I have ever made in my business. Mm-hmm. It was in 2015. So you've got the same, same year I kind of launched under my own name. And mm-hmm. somebody had said something on Facebook about, you know, living in the moment, you've only got one life, live it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went to respond and my response was going to be so long. I thought, you know what, Taz, don't type it, just do a little video. And it was before the days of live streaming. Mm-hmm. But I'll do a little video. I was sitting in my car. I'd got, you know, I think I've got my gym gear on or something. <laughs> my hair was a mess. Wasn't yeah. on brand at all. Hadn't planned anything, but this was just going to be a little video for, for friends. So that was okay. And for whatever reason, it was that video where I went deeper than I'd ever been before. I'd always, I've been teaching people about the importance of personal brand and talking about the people behind the business before kind of personal brand became a buzzword. So Mm. even when we were training people on social media, it was tell people about you. Why is it that they should be coming to you? Mm. And I hadn't realized that I was, I was kind of sitting around the edge of the dance floor, but I wasn't really dancing. I wasn't in the middle of the room. So I was talking about who I was and my interests and why I did things, but I wasn't going any further than, well, I've got really passionate about, passionate about this. I've I've got real passion for helping people. Mm. And I wasn't going into the why again Mm. from earlier. And in this video, I talked about the time I'd been, times I'd been through abuse. I talked about the car accident where I broke my back. Mm-hmm. I talked about being interrupted just before I went over the banister with my childhood karate belt around my neck. Mm. I talked about some of the real tough times, some of the darkest times in my life. And I talked about the fact that if I'd been successful, if I'd managed to check out when I wanted to, I would have missed out on so much. I talked mm. about some of the people I'd helped since. I talked about how I would potentially like to use some of those experiences to help and support other people who'd been through abuse or been through breakdown or just didn't know who they were. Hmm. And it rambled. It was nearly 10 minutes long. So it broke every <laughs> rule in the book. I thought it's just for friends. It's okay. So I hit send and I posted it on Facebook and I sat in my car in a bit of shock because I'd never talked that candidly about that stuff before. Hmm. And then my phone started to go crazy. It started to it was like fairy lights. I mean, I'm glad I wasn't epileptic. The amount my phone was flashing. Honestly, <laughs> it was a light show right there in my car. I thought, what's going on? What's going on? And I looked at Facebook and I'd forgotten to hit friends only. <laughs> and that was the mistake. It was going viral. And for a moment, I really panicked. Oh my yeah. God. That means this stuff's out there. I don't want to be typecast. I don't want, to pe- want people to see me as abuse girl or the girl that walked away yeah. from the car with the broken back. I don't want to 
be seen as the one who was once mentally unstable because that's what people will say if they knew I was depressed and had a breakdown people won't understand that could ruin my business oh my god <laughs> but then I had a message I had um it was before Facebook had created you know now if somebody doesn't know you sends you a message it goes into other messages yeah it was before that but this message landed in my inbox from somebody I hadn't ever heard of before and she'd said that she'd been in a really tough place and she'd just watched that video and it had changed her mind and she was no longer going to kill herself oh that's brilliant and that along with support from friends made me think no leave that live and then yeah. it grew then it got to the point of okay I had somebody asked me if there was a YouTube link so I put it on YouTube somebody said well what about people who don't follow you so I put it on my business pages mm. and by the end of if there's a strange noise being picked up in the background, it's my Labrador snoring. Just in case people <laughs> listening, that is not me. Um, uh, we thought it was, you know. <laughs> it's not me. If that was me, I'd be proud. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the end of that first day, it had racked up 40,000 views. Wow. And I ended up in Huffington Post, on BBC Radio, and Kindred Spirit, and Diva Magazine. Because you'd opened up and showed a true self. Because I'd shown my true self. And that was my biggest business mistake. Mm. And that, I swear, is what skyrocketed me. Mm. I can look now, I can look at the speaking gigs I've had, I can look at being on BBC, on ITV, magazines, the client base I have, the gigs I've had. And although, of course, it's also taken a massive dose of determination and confidence Mm. and having a clear message, I can trace it all back to that video. Mm. That's the power of social. And that's also the power of vulnerability we're all terrified of making ourselves Mm. vulnerable but in Mm. fact it can be one of the most powerful things we do it didn't damage my business at all it grew it 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 makes a huge difference and um I've never been one who can not cry at work and (laughs) if if I'm having a really good spell I'll probably won't cry for I I can remember a period where I probably didn't cry for a couple of years and then yeah. there would be moments where I've cried and sometimes it's with anger and frustration. And I've always been told you shouldn't cry at work. But do you know, I always took my employees with me because they knew what they saw is what they got. And, yeah. and it's that vulnerability. And I always remembered going and uh, talking to a team who weren't doing what I needed them to do. And mm tears came to my eyes because they were really arguing with me and I'm like yeah I'm hearing what you're saying but I need to make this happen because this will Mm -hmm. make a difference to our business and tears were really in my eyes and I was trying to stop them poor and then I walked away and they all went to their manager oh Nicholas really upset we're gonna do it we're gonna do it we don't want her upset (laughs) (laughs) and it's like well that's not what I intended but hey if that gets a result I want if you needed to yeah and it wasn't intentional but hey vulnerability can rot I mean there's a caveat I'm not suggesting everybody listens to this suddenly goes and you know, empties out all their, their yeah. skeletons from the closet onto a live video. There's things you need to take in into account. First, are you strong enough to, to cope with Any with fact. the reactions? Are yeah. you in a strong enough emotional, psychological, physical, mental position to deal with what with what might happen? You've got to think about your friends and your, your family, your loved ones too, or are sharing some of your secrets mm. going to upset them too much? You've got exactly. to take a balanced view. But if there's stuff, if there are life lessons that have happened and you can safely share them and help and inspire other people in the process, why would you not? You know, you don't, I always say you don't have to, metaphorically, of course, you don't have to get completely naked, but it does help if you at least take your socks socks off. (laughs) (laughs) I like that, yeah, yeah. 
That's really, I, I love the spin on that as well. And, and that's exactly it, isn't it? That anything that you see has gone wrong or is a failure, it isn't because you've always learned from it and actually you've gained some really positive things yeah. out of it. This is um, why I use that flip your negatives hashtag. You've yeah. got to be able to, whatever happens, whatever goes down in your life, if you're brave enough to look for it, there will always be a teaching. In fact, some of the most difficult times bring the most beautiful life lessons if we're brave enough to look for them. Life they do. doesn't happen to us, it happens for us. It's just perspective. Yeah really really true so thank you for that Taz you're welcome um I'm getting second to last question folks we're we're on the downward thread now um <laughs> I could talk two hours for Taz but unfortunately I don't want to get you all switching off because it's been too long so <laughs> so yeah so who or what is your inspiration me in five years time actually no me in 10 years time mm -hmm. when people say to me Who, who's your boss it's me in 10 years time because if I look forward to, to the me of 10 years time, she knows what's possible. She knows what I've achieved by then. And she knows what I need to hear in order to make me do it. Mm. Me in 10 years time. Yep. And I like that. And, and that goes with your vision as well. So that, yeah. that all links really well together. So thank you for that. And to finish, what's the biggest tip you would share with other business owners for them to take away from this podcast? Be you. Be yourself. Don't let other people's short-sighted visions stunt your own. Yeah. Don't stay in those blocks of black or white. Find your own rainbow. Don't be beige. Do not dull your own rainbow just because somebody else prefers beige. Mm, like it. I love all the colour we've had today, we've by had the way. Lots, haven't we? we have, so that's been really great. I might go and dye my hair pink or something. <laughs> Oh, how unusual. <laughs> it should be rainbow. Tan. Yeah, yeah. It should be rainbow. Oh, it would right. terribly when you washed it, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, anyway. it would. It would. But I like your pink hair. So I had a conversation with somebody about pink hair, blue hair. <laughs> I the conclusion that pink or purple was best. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, that's it for today. Um, thank you, Taz. I've really appreciated you coming on and you've given some fantastic tips there for anybody listening. And actually, I've picked up loads as well. So Great. really helpful. So that's it for today. This is the People Mentor signing off until next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you need any help or advice, please contact Nicola on Nicola Richardson at thepeoplementor.co.uk. The People Mentor, driving your business forward.